Welcome to the Simply Youth Podcast, where the U in youth stands for you. Join us in chatting with some of the most successful Lebanese figures. Follow in their footsteps to write your own story. Tune in on the Simply Youth Podcast every Tuesday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more platforms. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Simply Youth Podcast. This is episode four, and today we have a guest we're all familiar with. In just 10 months, she marked herself as one of the most famous digital creators after starting her career on YouTube. Soon after, she branched out to TikTok and currently has almost 1.3 million subscribers. She has always emphasized humor and kindness, loved MUN, and is about to pursue a degree in pre biology from AUB. Please welcome the one and only, the sweetest person on social media, Jane Jabin. Hi guys, thank you so much. <laughs> that was so sweet of you. So we're gonna start the questions now. So first question, would you describe your success as instantaneous fame and how did TikTok help expand your brand? We want to know who Jane was one year ago and who Jane is today. Actually, it wasn't fast at all. Uh, I've been on YouTube for a, like around four years now, but I was bullied a lot. So I only posted like two or three times a year. So it wasn't until like March of 2020 that I actually started gaining followers. Um, I had hit roughly 300K on TikTok prior to March. And by April, I already had 500K. And honestly, TikTok did play a huge role in the growth on all platforms. Um, So as my audience grew on the app, I started getting followers everywhere on Instagram, YouTube, Um, And a year ago, I was completely different. I was less confident. I could not be on this podcast right now. And everything I had was just like a distant dream. And I'm super grateful for everything. So do you feel that social media influencers are being overpaid compared to more vital societal organs such as doctors, engineers, and nurses? And how do you feel about the stigma surrounding digital creators who are called superficial and are never given credit for all all the effortly but honestly no if anything like they're underpaid people think that having a job on social media is just like rainbows and sunshine we have to look pretty for a couple minutes in front of a camera post it and we get like paid thousands it's not true especially in lebanon we don't get paid as much because of like the way the cpm is and it's just we get paid at least 20 times less than people abroad so it's a tiring job too. Like you have to film footage only um, for about six hours and that ends up being a 10 minute video. You have to edit for two to three hours for like a short video and you have to look your best, portray a good image. Like you have to always make sure you don't make mistakes because you have people who look up to you. So it's not an easy job. And if anyone says it is, it's a lie. <laughs> So I've noticed that your videos of Arabic titles or like thumbnails attract greater views. So do you feel that you film videos that you actually want to do or do you have to create that for your audience who primarily come from a MENA region? My channel used to be in English, but I had to change that because of my viewers because of TikTok. So when I blew up on the app, TikTok is a region-based platform and it pushes your videos forward mainly in your area. So it's the Middle East for me. I kind of felt pressure to change my content a bit because I got an overwhelming amount of hate for speaking English. But all in all, it's not that bad. Like I still do the same content, post the same videos I would post just in a different language. So what does it mean to be Lebanese amidst an unparalleled economic crisis, corrupt political regime and social travesties? 
honestly, it means knowing that you can't make a living here. It means like seeing all your friends and family just leave because they know that they can live better abroad and watching your parents like constantly stressed and frustrated because of their work or lack of it and seeing them struggle with the struggle like with the dollar crisis in order to provide for their families not being sure if you'll even be alive next month because you never know what might happen it also means feeling guilty for sleeping under a roof and having a meal every day even though it's something completely normal just because you know that there are others who don't have a home and aren't able to afford me- meals it means also knowing that you're going to have to leave eventually because you cannot lead a proper life here and you're going to be leaving so much behind and female social media creators receive extreme hatred especially within the MENA region because of the way they dress or talk or anything they do i mean i have tiktok and i barely have 12k and i i've dealt with a bit of hate so i can't even begin to imagine what you've been through so how do you deal with that close-minded mentality and extreme double standards every single day oh god it's super hard some people in the middle east relate clothes to how good of a person you are if you aren't fully clothed or even show a slight amount of skin you're a bad person in their books it doesn't make sense and it's kind of annoying and i often feel the need to turn off my comment section because it's honestly just a thread of get dressed or you not have money to afford full shirts and stuff like that but for the most part i guess i'm used to it it also helps that i love how i dress and that my parents approve it and it also comes in the job description you can't really please everyone in this industry so you just have to stay true to yourself stay true to your style and If you know that you're not doing anything wrong, then it's not that bad. <laughs> I will never understand the need to go on someone else's page and leave a hate comment. I mean, if someone wants to say just I I think you should just not say anything at all. And so um outside the intricate realm of social media, you have earned many awards within uh simulation pro- programs of the UN and the Arab League. Um and as I said, we were actually in the same class at MAL. uh and i noticed how much you used to interact and participate so uh can you give our audience a brief idea about these opportunities and how they helped you in terms of maturity and confidence of course okay actually this is going to be a long story so like get your popcorn <laughs> okay so ever since i was a child um i've been a perfectionist and like i've always aimed to be the best version of myself So when our student advisor brought up the whole modern United Nations idea in 8th grade and like the scholarship awards I was immediately interested. Uh the program is an extremely informative one. You get to debate world crises and try to find solutions as well as learn public speaking, um acquire uh negotiation skills. Uh, I feel like it's important that kids and teenagers become informed on such topics and always stay up to date when it comes to global politics in general. I ended up winning second place, uh second place in 8th grade and in 10th I ran into a small problem with the program and I was actually forced to leave. But in 11th, uh the year I was with you in class, <laughs> I wanted to show everyone that bad experiences don't portray who you are. So I joined MEL just to prove a point actually have fun maybe do something I love honestly. I love the topic for my 
final conference. It was cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. Honestly, I don't understand finance and money like at all, but I tried my best and I ended up winning first place that year and moving to the winners conference. And that's basically where anyone who's won a first or second place award uh, competes in order to go to the Georgetown MEL competition in Washington. So I ended up passing to that and I was selected to be on the team of five traveling to the States. And surprisingly, I won first place there too. It was like the shock of my life. Um, I feel like it was the experience that made me into who I am. It taught me how to work hard, to compromise certain things for others. Like I had to compromise my sleep and going out with friends for that. But yeah, I don't regret it at all. It was one of the best competitions ever and one of the best experiences. Just for those who don't, do not know, this is a program held by the Lebanese American University. We have four programs actually, Model UN, Model Arab League, Model European Union, and Model African Union. I was part of MEU. That was very fun, very intense. But yeah, it was, it was really informative. We learned a lot of nice skills. And I, I really think this, these kinds of programs helped me gain some like, youth activism like many like social global affairs. I agree. I, I was in MUN and MAL and um, I remember MAL more than MUN because I was older, but it was very fun. And um, so as we've mentioned, you are about to pursue a degree in pre-med biology. So we, I wanted to ask, what was it that sparked your interest in biology and what are your dreams in the medical field? So for as long as I can remember, Biology has like been the most interesting, interesting subject to me at school and especially human biology. So grade 12 and grade 11. So I find that the way the body operates is just fascinating. I'm someone very introverted and I usually end up spending most of my time in the school library during breaks. So it's where I spent my time nurturing my passion for learning in biology. Um, there's this one book and I simply cannot forget it because it's the reason I ended up choosing biology. It's called The Language of Life by Francis S. Collins. So it single-handedly tripled my fascination. And it stood out to me how even matters of fidelity and infidelity in relationships and intelligence were related to genetics. For instance, um, if a male spouse was to carry two copies of uh, V1AR allele, uh, studies show that there's a higher chance that marital crisis occurs, like cheating. It's truly fascinating how little pieces of DNA, ones we cannot see with the naked eye, shape who and what we are, both physically and mentally. And I plan on becoming a plastic surgeon one day, hopefully. It's because of a personal experience. I had a nose job, um, a septoplasty in 2019 because I had a deviated septum, but also because I was so, so, so insecure about my nose and I got bullied a lot for it, especially on social media. So after surgery, I cannot begin to explain how much my confidence boosted and how happy and comfortable I was. So I just want to be able to give others the same feeling I had. And that's why I want to be a plastic surgeon. And even though Hadi might disagree because we always have this fight, like I, I always say bio is the best and he's like no math and Mahmoud likes physics. But bio is honestly like the most interesting. Like when it's just like so nice because like some people like just get it. Like I've always been so interested by biology like ever since I was small and I actually want to do ecology and like environmental like sciences. Before I come to defend math, I just want to add something 
that it's so funny that in her Arab society, the same people who like shame you for having an ugly nose by their own standards are those who shame you for plastic surgery. So whatever they do, they do not like that. Especially like for Mass women, we have like, the worst. Like, so much standards for women, like physical, like physical standards for women, like we can never ever reach. However, for men, it's like the total opposite. Maybe in the recent years, like body standards have been intense on men, but nothing compared to women. It's facing like you have to look good, but if you don't, you cannot fix it. Do you feel like you should make social What's media happening? a full-time job? Like this is not to say that people cannot succeed in many domains and at the same time, but won't your activeness on social media decrease dramatically? Honestly, no. To me at least, social media is like a hobby. It's something I love to do and enjoy thoroughly, but not as a full-time job. I don't even see social media as a job. And it's because social media isn't stable. One day you're relevant and the next day you're not. I'd rather have my degree. <laughs> I feel it's more important. I don't know what is planned for me, but I don't even see myself stopping social media though. I post twice a week and I've pre-filmed enough for the first two months of college. I'm not that worried about it. And I try my best to always be on my A-game and with a little bit of time management, crying at night and some like all-nighters, I think it's possible. What advice would you give to a Lebanese teenager who wants to excel at social media here in Lebanon? Don't listen to anyone. Literally, do not listen to anyone. Do whatever your heart desires, as long as you know that you're not in the wrong. Be consistent. Post whenever you can, and post as much as you can. Um, also, building a fan base is also based on interacting with, with them. You want them to feel like they're close to you, like they're your friends, not as if there's like a barrier and try to interact, talk with them, be close to them. Um, most importantly, ignore the hate because people will always talk no matter what. And more importantly, be true to yourself. Don't turn into something you're not. And have fun while doing <laughs> social media. Whenever you start listening like to the hate and like to what people think, I feel like you lose yourself. And I feel like that's way more scary than any comment or any hate you might get. Exactly. Yeah, so Hadi, exactly. Hadi was very stubborn on doing this um, segment, which is Hot Seat. Um, I told him maybe we could skip it, but he was he was very stubborn. So we're going to do it anyways. And if at any point you feel like there's a question you don't want to answer or you can just skip. It's nothing that scary, to be honest. Leah's exaggerating a bit. It's like, <laughs> Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so the first question is, is social media worth all the toxicity? Honestly, yes, because I know I've cried end endlessly and I know that I have had so many mental breakdowns, but I've met my best friends on social media. I've met Leah and Hadil, my two closest friends through my platform. Um, I've made endless friendship. I've, I now have connections that I would not dream to have. Like, who would have thought Huda Beauty sends me emails and texts me what videos I should be filming? Not her, but her team at least. And who would have thought that I could be, even if it's not that much, I could be making like some pocket money instead of go going out and working like a part-time job just from my room, you know? I know that getting hate comments could easily get to your head but 
it's worth it all in all if you have just like that strong mentality and you know that you're not doing anything wrong. Exactly. So a question too. Is Atuke passport la in the world? Which one would you choose? And why? So I think I've talked about this a lot, but I really, really want the American passport. Like it's insane because I want to live in LA when I grow up. Like this is where I want to do medical school in UCLA. And um, so definitely the United States. I want to live there. I want to study there. That's it. <laughs> I strongly agree. Okay, so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll be grateful. So what are your opinions on cancel culture? I okay, I hate this is the thing I hate the most on social media because you know as normal people if you're not on social media um your mistakes like people don't notice them that much because you're not under like the scrutiny of a thousand or hundreds or millions of people. You're just being you living your life and obviously we're humans. Everyone makes mistakes. So I feel like cancel culture is just stupid because whenever anyone does like the slightest mistake, people just spam their comments with canceled, we hate you, stop posting, and like such derogatory terms. Like It's unfair to social media like influencers because they're human too eventually, like they make mistakes. I know some mistakes are not as forgivable as others, but sometimes we really don't pay attention to what we're doing and we don't know like that we're hurting others by what we're doing so i feel like it's useless and stupid in general i have like a different opinion i think cancel culture can be good when it comes to like very severe situations on like people who like who have mistaken pers- purposefully like on racist homophobic transphobic or like other comments you know like some exactly. people like like have like genuine mistakes like some people have like shown a pattern of like this kind of abuse, verbal abu- abuse. So I think cancel culture can be beneficial, like, beneficial in some way. Like from terms of brandy, why give a platform for someone who is known to like share these kind of opinions? So that's kind of maybe I haven't like been canceled yet. So, <laughs> but yeah, you're going to be canceled soon. <laughs> I have. I'm coming. <laughs> When were you cancelled? Okay, I did something really stupid a while ago. It wasn't something that I intended to do, and it's not something I'm proud of, but you know that song, Rover? Uh, that was like really like popular on TikTok for a while. And there's a TikTok dance to it. And thing is, I did, but I didn't even do it on TikTok. I did it on my Instagram story. And the song is fast, okay? So there is the oh, N-word in the song, and I hadn't even paid attention, and I didn't say it. I, if you slow the video down, you can see that I didn't say it, my mouth was just open. But people don't like to listen, so I got cancelled for it. But, so um, like, okay, so now it's more of a challenge than a question, so I want you, if you want to, can you just like enter Instagram or, or TikTok, find your like, DMs, and just answer to one of your fans by random? Sure. Or one of your creepy messages, if you want, if you're comfortable with that, or one of your. You know, just before um, going on, like on the Zoom call, uh, I read some of my DMs, and some of them were so funny. Um, let me see if I can still can find. Because they're like a series of voice notes by like two people that are so 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 funny. If I can find them, I'm gonna play them. 
And then the last message is, how old are you? <laughs> so yeah, but most of my DMs are really cute. I have a younger fan base and they're all just, um, hi, can you just send me a voice note saying, I love you so much. Oh, wait, let me answer uh-huh. someone because I just saw one like this. Okay, so Cynthia says, hi, Jane, I'm 12. Uh, I live in Lebanon. Uh, you're so cute. I watch all of your TikTok videos. I hope you notice me. Wait, let me reply. I just know Hi, that. Hi, cutie. How are you? I have... <laughs> Wait, let me redo this. <laughs> Hi, how are you, cutie? I hope you're having an amazing day. Thank you so, so, so much for watching my videos. You're the sweetest. Love you so much. Bye. Oh, she was okay. so sweet. Yeah. Next question. Would you have surrounded yourself with some TikTokers had it not been for the clout? I've never talked to like a TikToker for clout, especially like my friends, because we all have a similar following count anyways. So is the hottest Lebanese figure in your opinion? Hottest Lebanese figure? I told them not to do that, but... I can't think of anyone. <laughs> Does the person have to live in Lebanon? Um, if it's an international oh political figure. I know it's gonna be Macron. Macron, oh my god. There are so many TikTok fan cams for Macron now, it's crazy. Yeah, my TikTok was all him. <laughs> so do you cringe when you watch videos of yourself from two or three years ago? You know, I, after I, even like right now, after I finish editing a video, I do not rewatch it because it is torture for me to listen to my own voice. I cannot watch my own videos. At all. I do, I do not know what the final product of any of my videos looks like. Relatable. It happened to me like five minutes ago. <laughs> okay, next question. Do you feel that you can be an ally for the LGBTQ plus community without losing a huge fan base? I've been and it's known that I've been an ally to the community. I feel like, to me, it's none of my business what people end up doing in their lives. But unfortunately, um, I have an Arab audience, so they do not agree with me. But I think that fighting for what's right is more important than having um, a follower, like a following count, you know? I always post about it, and I will always post about it no matter what happens. But yes, I will and am losing followers whenever I post about it. So, okay, when did you decide to write your family name as R-E, Mishki R, no, Artab, fancier, classier? Chicken thought process. Okay, wait, I've, I've never written my family name as E-R. It's always R-E. My actual family name is R-E. I don't know why oh, people that? say E-R. And like on your um, social media accounts, it's sometimes like only R, right? Yes, because actually on Instagram and on TikTok, the accounts that end with RE are both mine, but I do not know the password. So I do not have these accounts. You are a different person on Twitter, a completely different person. Yeah. (laughs) I think you have more fun on Twitter sometimes. Yeah, it's because, okay, so like so much is expected of me on Instagram and on TikTok and on YouTube. Like I... I have to be perfect all the time, but on Twitter, I feel like I can say whatever I want. It's like an older audience, 
they understand me a bit more and like are my age. So I feel like if I say that I sent someone a text by mistake, like I can say it on Twitter, but I cannot say it on Instagram. Thank you so much, Jane, for being here today. We loved having you and are so excited for the youth to hear about your inspiring journey. What you do isn't easy and it takes courage and I wish more people realized that. And social media is a scary place and it's not always um, easy putting yourself out there for everyone to judge. And um, But it's also rewarding, especially when you've achieved what you have. So again, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we loved having you and we hope to keep in touch and we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being on here. It was oh, super fun. You.